What's up, guys? This episode is brought to you by our favorite budgeting app, Every Dollar. Rachel and I love Every Dollar because it is the easiest way to take control of your money, build the right habits, and make progress on your goals. You can download it for free on the App Store or Google Play today. Hey guys, Happy New Year. Happy New Year. And I'm Rachel Cruz. I'm George Camel. And this is Smart, Smart Money, Money Happy, Happy Hour. Hour. Is it Happy New Year or New Year's? Happy New Year. Oh my gosh, why did I just go plural? Wait, now I'm second guessing myself. Oh. Someone Google it. I don't want to have to. Happy have New Year. Happy New Year. It's just year. Happy I was New right. Year. I think I it's right. year. Okay. We have to say it right because 14 people are going to tweet I know. at me. If going, you say you Happy New Year's Eve, there's an S. Oh, New Year's Eve. But it's a New Year's Happy New, new Year. year. New Year's Singular. Day is with an S. This is the oh. hot happy content you show it's up for. It's just only okay. one New Year. Okay, well, Happy New Year. Thank you. Everyone. <laughs> and everyone. And this is the show where two friends who happen to be money experts share our thoughts on money and pop culture all with a drink in hand. That's right. And today we are talking about the magic salary number for happiness. We crunched the numbers. We figured it out. Or did we? Ooh, stay tuned. Juicy. So we're going to like really, yeah, get into the nitty gritty there. But first and foremost, George, what are we drinking this episode? We are kicking off the new year, cheersing to 2023 with a classic, the Jack and Coke. I know. I love a Jack and Coke. People hate on it. Can you guess what's in it if you're listening? That's the question. <laughs> so stick around to the end of the episode. We will give you our drink rating, the recipe, and the cost breakdown for making it. Do you drink a lot of Coke? I feel like I've uh, seen you down a Diet Coke or two. Di- yeah, I'll go Diet Coke. I'll go DC. Wow. If you hear that, yeah. That's what it means. Now uh, we know. Yes, I'll do that. And I do love, ja- yeah, we'll talk about it at the end of the episode. We talk okay. about the drink, but I, I'm not mad at it. Okay, so let's dig in to is there a magic number? So we're going to go back to 2010. Ooh, throwback. 12 years ago. What were you doing, now George? 13 years ago. Oh, happy new year. Wow. <laughs> How time flies. How time flies. Um, okay, so George, give what me like you? a rundown of George Hamill. Oh, no. 2010. What were you doing? I what were you wearing? Uh, what, what was skinny going on? jeans mm-hmm. and probably a snap button Western shirt. Mm-hmm. And I had a mop on my head because I was still like in my skater phase. Yes. And I had just uprooted my life and moved from Boston, Massachusetts to Mobile, Alabama to restart college after dropping out. And restart my life in the deep south. Wow. I know. 2010, big year for you, George. Huge year for me. That is big. Milestone year. You were probably like married, had a 401k already. Was yes I close? Yes. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> no, I did get married in 2009. Wow. So, 2010, I started working at Ramsey That's Solutions. Amazing. Yeah. And I was, yeah, uh, I started speaking in 2010 full-time that summer. And, yeah, I, I went. I was probably wearing a chunky necklace. Is, was those, that on trend back that then? That was on trend. You know what That's, I was wearing was Toms on my feet. Yes, Toms. Were you into Toms? Yes, I was. Wedges were big. Uh, I feel skinny like wedges jeans, are coming back. They're, everything's coming back. That's well, cycle. skinny jeans are out. We know no, that. No, I know, I know. Even though they I'm are. still wearing them right now. Yes. <laughs> Much to your chagrin, Rachel. It's fine. I got, I got the, I I the bell bottoms on some today. flared mom jeans. I know. <laughs> that, was, that was 2010. And, I mean, think back. Bieber. Sweet Bieber. Biebs. Uh Released Baby. When Direction came out, William and Kate were engaged. Wow. iPads came out. IPads. Changed the world. I mean, that, yeah, it's pretty wild. I don't know. 2010, also Instagram. 
was born. Whoa. Not wild. For real? Yep. Yep. Oh my uh, October goodness. 6th, if you want to know the birthday. That, so why are we reliving the year 2010? That's the question. Well, because research from Princeton University was released during that time, and they said that they found evidence, evidence for a person's happiness if they made a certain amount of money. So in 2010, wow. their number was $75,000. So that is the like benchmark number. If you want to be happy, you had to make $75,000. According to Princeton, yes. So if you do like inflation. How can I disagree with Princeton? I they're mean, so smart. They're so smart. Throw a Yale in, a Yale in there, something, yeah, Stanford. Those, we those just believe Ivy them. Leagues. So, we didn't go to those schools, Rachel, did we? No, George, we went, we're better than that. We're so much better. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so they like reported a greater degree of happiness for those making $75,000 or more. So what's crazy is you take inflation and everything going on. We ran the numbers and today it would be equivalent to making a little over $100,000 today. Okay. Which is about 45% of families. Who earned that or more. Yes, in the last year. So just a little bit of like Well, because you know that people are going to come at us and go, Rachel, that was in 2010. Now the, with inflation, you have to make 300000 It's like, no, God, it's 100000 Yeah, simmer which down. still a lot of money. Get your Jack and Coke and simmer. simmer down. Simmer, simmer. I know. Uh, so, God, George, what do we think about it? Do you 100, think- 100000 as a benchmark for happiness. I I disagree. Okay. Go, That's it. Uh, yes. No, I <laughs> more or less. What's I your just, What are your thoughts? I think this idea that it's a hundred thousand because even then people go, Rachel, I live in Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. You'd be broke if you made. It. And so there's so many factors that play into that number, and I just don't think putting a blanket number out there is helpful for anyone. I agree. I totally agree because your situation is different all the way around, uh, and I just think I'm like money. It is helpful. So we're not here to be like, you could have zero money and be great. You're probably going to be a little stressed if you yes. make zero money. Like, like there's a reality here. The less you have, the more stressful it is. That can be true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's like some realities to what money, a safety that it can bring, um, you know, all of that. But it's so, it, it, it cannot be pared down to a number. I really don't believe that because I think you could be making $70,000 and be very content and happy with life and joyful uh, you could make $700,000 and be miserable. Like, right? Yes. So it's less about the number. It's more about the person. And can we just put this as a caveat on this entire conversation that your salary does not define you. It does not speak to your character, your personality, none of it. Yep. It's just a number. That's and so right. people who put their value in their or their worth in what their salary is, stop that. You're around the wrong people. Yes. Your net worth is not your self-worth, as I like to say, George. Here's the tweet of the day. Mm -hmm, We'll have a theme song for that, I'm sure, in post. Yeah. So, but what's fascinating is that a lot of people, they're actually talking about how much they make uh, more and more. I feel like it's become more common. Like, trending articles with headlines. It's like, here's how someone who makes 120000 is still broke. Yes, so there's and that's been, the general feeling these people have. Yes, so there's a uh, a lot of a lot of examples of this, George. And BuzzFeed actually went through and highlighted several people that made a hundred thousand dollars in different parts of the country uh, to talk about. You know that even for them, it's not what they expected. They were like thinking maybe six figures, everything will be fine. Not necessarily. So as an example, Allison is 32 years old, living in Birmingham with her husband and two kids. 
and they make $100,000 combined. And she says, I really just thought I wouldn't be stressed out about money at this point. So here's their breakdown, okay? So their mortgage is $1,300 a month, groceries $1,200, childcare $750, car payment $540, credit cards per month uh, is $350. In total, they have $5,000 in credit card debt, monthly student loan payment $300. It's currently in forbearance. And they met their $2,500 deductible this year in medical expenses. So, No wonder homegirl stressed. They got payments out the eyeballs. I know. Okay, so what do you what do you think about this budget, Rachel? Mm. It's a they, lot of they debt. They make hundred k combined. They're in they're in Birmingham, Alabama, which is not like crazy high cost of living. It's yep. probably one of the highest ones in in Alabama. But you're going. You should be able to like make a have a good life on hundred k in Alabama. Right. Well, if you add up just her debt payments, is it eleven ninety? Yes. Quick math. I George. did it in my head. You did. I pulled out my calculator on my phone. Way to carry the one, George. I tried. I saw, I was like, she's not texting. That's she's Im- for sure trying to calculate. That's impressive. I know, I I just, I'm just going quick. I mean, it's like going second quick. grade math, but it okay, is a lot fine, mentally. Okay, fine, whatever, whatever. We're, we're doing a live podcast. Whatever, George. Okay, America, okay. have okay. some grace for Rachel. Okay, I, <laughs> thank you for the sympathy. I was trying to support you. Oh my gosh. Okay, so anyways, that, I mean, that, the, if you had that money freed up, that's a different story. 1,200 bucks times 12 months. So that's, um, that's over fourteen grand. I blame debt. I don't blame Allison, even though Allison she got made a decision debt. to she, go into debt. She may have chosen to go into debt. Yes, but on paper, the debt is it's the, the problem. The debt is the here. problem. Okay, go to the next one. Okay, uh, Alina. She's single. She's twenty-seven. Lives in Arlington, Virginia. Makes a hundred thousand dollars. Her monthly expenses: rent seventeen fifty, mortgage and HOA for her vacation home twelve hundred bucks. Retirement, she's putting in six eighty a month. Dining out, takeout, six hundred bucks a month. Monthly student loan payment, five hundred dollars. Currently in forbearance. Ride sharing, three hundred bucks. Groceries, three fifty. Pilates, hundred eighty bucks. And her health insurance premiums at one forty. And so she said, if I had to pick one word, my life is comfortable, but it's not particularly luxurious. I feel like one hundred eighty bucks in Pilates every month is a luxury. I think twelve hundred dollars for your vacation home. Luxury. <laughs> Agreed. That's the thing is other okay, people look at this and like, Alina, okay, shut it. Time okay, out. Yeah. your life is great. Okay, but time out. I don't want to I don't want to harp on her. Here's what sucks though, is that we live in a world where that stuff is like, that's the baseline. Like yes. for her, she's like, no, that's like normal. Anything above that is luxury. Where in reality, I'm like, no, that is luxury. But we live in a world where luxury and that that level of living is normal. Like the standard of living of what we feel it's like is no- insane. It's crazy. It's crazy. And you do go back. I know people are like, oh my gosh, the boomers had it so easy. But you look back in the 70s, having a one car as a family was so normal. The square footage of a house was so much smaller than the average it is today. Like it just wasn't as big and grand. And now it is. Oh, Sharon Ramsey at 27 did not have a $180 Pilates membership. <laughs> no. Okay. Give me a break. No. So what is that, George? Is that just like our, that's our world. I think before social media, you didn't really know what was happening around you. And now we know too much. Yeah. And marketing has gotten way more sophisticated and it can come at us and it knows our deepest wants and needs, quote unquote. Quote unquote. It knows our hearts. And so part of it is just shutting off all of these inputs that is causing us to feel this way and feel this comparison. And what this also comes down to is a word called lifestyle creep. Yep. 
which means the more you make, the more you're going to spend. And then you go, wait, I'm making great money. I have nothing to show for it. And part of lifestyle creep is we're going to buy the nicer car because we deserve it. We work hard. Those are some dangerous words. It is. And it's like you can justify it because of what you make in a salary. Like those that make good money in a salary, like, well, we make this much. We should be driving this level of car. We should be going to these types of restaurants, you know. What would be considered luxury 30 years ago or today, it may not be considered luxury. When things like inflation, right, are squeezing your budget, everything, it's like that's when the rubber meets the road and we have to realize, oh, wow, a lot of our wants have become needs or what we think are needs. So it's a real conversation to be had because I feel like we do have to reexamine where our money's going to be smart about it. Yes, and we have to run our own race. There's so many comparisons happening and uh, this— there's a TikTok feed out there, which is, it's a great, fun TikTok. It's called Salary Transparent Street from Hannah Williams. And she just goes around asking strangers what they do and what they make. And so there's this idea that if we just all knew how we all, how much money we all made, like life would just be simpler. I don't think it's that simple because yeah. everyone comes in with different degrees of experience, different companies, the public sector, the private sector. You live in LA, she lives in Boise. And so it just doesn't feel like, it doesn't make sense to just compare your salary Right, to right. To go, well, I guess I'm doing better than I thought. Yeah, yeah, 100%. And again, going back to it's the person handling the salary, which is big, because you could be making a ton, just like, uh, we'll use the example of, of Heidi, who oh. was famous through her role as Elsie, Lauren Conrad's best friend, turned enemy in the hills. Yes. Of so, course you would somehow spin this into reality. I know, talk. I know, I know. But listen, at the peak of her career and her husband, Spencer Pratt, they accumulated over $10 million. Like, that's Whoa. great. But some of her business ventures uh, were not successful. She uh, had a lavish spending habit, <clears throat> $2 million in handbags and clothes, uh, all of it. Wow. They now have a net worth of $300,000. It went from $10 million to 300000 I know. So that's the thing about, like, this contentment piece. Like, that, like you as a person could be terrible— with your money and spend and think that, like, the more I spend, the better I am. And be handed $10 million. Even when you have it all. And it, it didn't work. all disappear. I know. I mean, we see that with lottery winner, winners a lot. Yes, You know, I won the lottery sure. and all of a sudden it's gone. Yes, for sure. For sure. What's up, guys? If you want to be better with money, your first step is to start budgeting with every dollar. This is the app Rachel and I both use, and trust me, it's great because it gives you everything you need to make budgeting easier, faster, and dare I say, even enjoyable. Yeah, I think you can say that, George. I mean, it's pretty enjoyable to have more money, right? Mm -hmm. And that's what happens when you're intentional with your spending. Guys, download every dollar for free on the App Store or Google Play today. Okay, so we've heard from people that are making $100,000 and curious if it's a magic number. Is it a measly number? I don't know. What do you think? I mean, if you just listen to them, it's very depressing. Very cynical takes on like, there's no number. We're all just destined to be broke because life is expensive and inflation and the housing market and my Pilates membership. And there's a lot of entitlement, truthfully, in like, here's what I think I just deserve is like a basic human right. I should be able to afford Pilates and a vacation home. That's out there. It is. But there's also people that make that and live in an expensive area, and it's and it drains it quickly, though, right? Like, life is expensive, Well, we know. 100000 in L.A., you're kind of broke. Yeah. 100000 in the Midwest, you're doing great. Yes, yeah. So it really does depend on where you live, what you do with it, and your relationship with debt. 
I know. And if you have a whole bunch of payments, don't come at me complaining that life is expensive. You should be yelling at the lenders and paying off that freaking debt. You tell them, George. You don't tell them. Don't get me riled up. <laughs> So yeah, it's it's not an it's not necessarily an income problem always. Uh, it helps, right? Like if you're great at money and you're like, oh, I'm going to be wise, and you make more, then you're going to be able to use that to build more wealth, change your family tree, be generous, all of it. But the spending habits, I think, is key. I think yes. that is the asterisk on the American culture is what we spend, and I'm guilty of frivolous spending. I'm not perfect at it. I know you're. You might be perfect. Are you no, perfect at it, George? No, I struggle. But give us, the give key us with the both tech. of us is we are on a budget. We don't go into debt for anything. Mm-hmm. And we have spouses, which help us make more intentional and I decisions. I just don't think it's worth it, George. Here's my take. What's not worth it? Going into debt. Because the amount of stress that it brings on just to drive that car. So, Allison, if it was freed up for $540, that's a lot of margin. A month. That's some breathing a room. A month. So, is the stress of living tightly with your money worth that car? I think a used Honda Civic Thank you, Rachel. would be better. So all you out there that's like, well, you got to have a car payment. No, you don't. No, you don't. The car I drove you up can, until a few months ago you can was an 09 Honda Civic that I bought for $6,000. And it had body damage. It had seen some things. But she drove great. She got she you served from me well. point A to point B. Yes. And were you stressed with the car payment, George? No. <laughs> no stress whatsoever. And this isn't like we're better than you. I don't I don't want I don't want the no. listener out there to be thinking be like, oh my gosh, y'all have it all right. But but I just want I just want to pose the challenge question. We're your friends. We are your friends asking you the hard questions this yes. episode. We're be, we're being a little tough this episode, George. Because your other George. friends are like, girl, you deserve it. Oh my gosh, go. Uh no, but really, is it worth the stress? No. Is is the car worth the stress? Is the credit card debt worth the stress? The facade is, of looking good is just not worth the stress behind the scenes. Yep. The money fights you have with the people in your life, with your spouse, the lack of sleep, because you know, deep down, your body knows. It's keeping score that you owe someone money and that you are not safe. The body keeps the That's score. That's right. So, again, not— and some people, I'm sure, are thinking, like, I'm not being luxurious. I, it's hard. And it is hard. It is hard right yes. now. It the very, people listening very to this podcast is. are very smart. They're like, well, that's not me, Rachel. I'm I'm really trying to live debt-free, and money still feels tight. And it still feels like I don't that's make right. enough money. Yes. So there is a there's very much a realness of still being wise, but still reexamining, you know, the subscriptions, delivery services. I mean, you can go through all of it, and it's like, man, it adds up. It yes. adds up quick. So, And can we just say this? It might be time to get another job, to move career fields. If you're still like you're making $12 an hour and you've been in the game for a decade, yeah, you might be worth way more than that. And so go get the skills needed. Do it debt-free. Go apply for the job. Like take that kind of risk, but do it without debt. Yeah. And don't jump ship without having income in place. That's right. So don't just quit today and go, George said to— No, I did not say that. That was Jack talking. So uh, another thing is setting expectations and resetting expectations of what life looks like. And a lot of the times this stems from growing up and everyone was like, Rachel, if you just work hard and get good grades and go to your dream school, life's going to be awesome. Mm -hmm. But what they don't tell you is that your student loan payments are going to show up as soon as you graduate. And the job you thought that was going to be like a $90,000 job right out of college. It's more like $35,000. <laughs> I know, yeah. And so don't believe all of these lies that are peddled from parents and guidance counselors and colleges and marketing. 
life never works out the way you want it to. And one of the best ways to circumvent that is to just avoid debt. Yep, absolutely. And to have the expectation of what life, you know, what it is. And we're just, it's just a speckle on the timeline of the of the universe. Love you know, that. we're just here a for a split second. And so don't don't live this life stressed out with money because of just buying, 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 buying. So be wise and set yes. those expectations. And we co-host the Ramsey Show together, Rachel, which mm-hmm. is another great, great podcast, great radio show. And we do these things called debt-free screams. And the stories that people share are so encouraging to me that that are proving what we're talking about, that the income is not the factor. Because we meet teachers, we meet all kinds of people who are making thirty, forty, fifty thousand dollars a year who pay off like large amounts of debt. Yep. And they become millionaires. We did a millionaire study and the number three spot was for teachers. Yes. Number yep. three most likely to become millionaires. And these are not people making $150,000 a year. And so it was what they did with the money the diligence. that mattered. That's right. Exactly. So last but not least, set financial goals. So this new year, I feel like people, this new year or new Hashtag years. Goals. New years. New years. I'm going to add the plural in for myself. Uh, but, you know, financial goals is big. People really do. They want to get their money in order. So we just want to give you hope, you guys out there, that this year, 2023, can be your year. It can be your year. It can be your year to say, okay, I'm finally going to take control of my money. I'm finally going to get out of debt. I'm finally going to stop letting culture and the world tell me what is normal, what should be, uh, all of it. And so there's just this power that you can reclaim for yourself, right? There's a lot of things in life right now we can't control, things going on, but there's something that you can control, and that is your income and what you choose to do with it. So Mm. George and I are your cheerleaders this year. We have a goal planner, and there's still a, a few available, I think. And we worked on this with our friend, Dr. John Deloney, and it's a whole goal planner that covers three areas of your life, money, faith, relationships. And I think it helps to have a physical representation of those goals, to write them down, to keep track of it. I used to do the resolutions, and it made me feel good. So Mm -hmm. like, on December 31st, here's the 37 things I'm going to magically Wow. Were you one of those people? I was. (laughs) Until I realized that I was not accomplishing anything. (laughs) just made me feel good for about a day. I know, I know. So, but truthfully— the way I set goals and the way I accomplished them was writing them down on paper, having accountability in my life, and creating habits that got me there. And that's why we talk about budgeting and all mm-hmm. this nerdy stuff. It's not because we're nerds, which we are. It's because we want to see you win, and that takes discipline. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. So, yeah, I mean, just to kind of wrap it up, you guys, I don't think there's a magic number to your income. Um it's about your habits. So if you have bad money habits and you're given $10 million, Heidi and Spencer, <clears throat> you can blow it. Proof, yes. right? Uh, plug in a, any, you know, sports person or, or actor plug or, or in something. Sports that, people. <laughs> plug sports people. Whatever in the, you want to do. Those people that that throw footballs, whatever, whoever <laughs> they are. players. Uh, you know, that it's, it's proof that, that your habits really do determine it. Or you could be making $60,000 and could become a millionaire. Absolutely. Because your habits are incredible and you save and you invest and you live below your means. So again, it's more about you, who you are as a person. So here's the beautiful thing about that, George. Here's why I love this. Because you can create great habits and as your life goes on, more than likely, you're going to make more and more money, right? You're going to get raises. Yes. You're going to move up in, in, in roles within a company. I mean, naturally, hopefully. Your investments grow. You you're have a making house more and money. that grows. Yes, all of that. And as you create good habits and that grows along with you, it's just going to help you more and more handle and grow your wealth. Again, not just to make money for the heck of it, but to truly change your family tree 
put systems in place to help you and your family, to help other people, all of it. So you have a lot of power in this, right? Yes. The individual. And so, you've said this on this show before, that money is a tool. Yes. That's all it is. Yep. And it's just a magnifying glass that makes you more of whoever you are. Mm -hmm. And so if you manage your $50,000 really well, that bodes well for managing more. But if you're mismanaging 45000 because you're spending lavishly and trying to put up this facade of someone you're trying to be, then don't expect much more. And so there's just a good principle in that of stewarding that money that you do have right now well. I love it. Man, 2023. It Guys, are serious. we— We're like your coach this episode. I did episode. not— didn't mean to be. We did not mean Throw for this— Throw the football, for this, <laughs> for this episode Make to the go touchdown play. Throw the but ball we, in the hoop. <laughs> we went for it. We went for it. So We should go speak to us. like an NFL team, Rachel. Or even that, better, your Tennessee Vols. They could use some motivation. No, that. They've done great this year, George. Oh, really? George, they I were number one, up. and then they slid down. Well, that's so the thing. That's okay. they, hey, we haven't been that since 2010. <laughs> but they're out. They're not in, they didn't make it, Rachel. They got closer than they ever have. Sure. Number six. Number six, I'm being told. A for effort. Whatever. What would be your, like, pep talk as a coach for your listeners for 2023? Ooh. You have to say one, oh and you can talk like okay. you'd be a coach, okay. and then George has to do All it. All right, here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go. You guys can do this. <laughs> I can't. Hold on. No one can hold take on. you seriously. You got to keep a serious face. I know. I know. I know. I know. There's no way to do this seriously. I know. I'm going to start laughing. Here we go. And I'm going to stare at the ground. I can't look at you, George. You guys can do this. If you put your mind to something and you believe and you have hope, that's when you're going to make a difference. You absolutely can control things that you can control. <laughs> I can't do it. You went about, I love the intensity. Yeah, it was about eight I had seconds. to be intense. I'm talking to people that are. I feel like my mic got louder. It was. It was okay, you go. Good job. I feel like my voice would get deep in a non-authentic way. <laughs> no, but go. I feel like this Did is the whole point. If you believe it, you can achieve it. Was that pretty good? That was it. That's all. You're just like a one-liner. <laughs> it's good. So pep talks aside, uh, we need to get clarity on what we want in 2023. Figure out what we need to do to get there, and decide: Are we actually going to do it? Like, are we willing to take on the side hustle? Are we willing to make sacrifices in every area of life? Are we willing to not eat out for a season? Are we willing to drive Uber and do all kinds of things we don't want to do so that we can win long-term? And get out of debt and build an emergency fund. Build that yes. foundation. And then you can stop all that. And then you can and go do it with life. blinders on going, I don't care what anyone else is doing or That's what right. they think about me. I'm going to do what's right I'm gonna for me. And then get out of this financial hole. If you have debt, get a firm foundation with that emergency fund. And then, ha. Oh. And have your you wife front and center. Why the heck are you doing this? Because if it's not worth it, you know? Oh, yes. Why do you said have your wife front and center. <laughs> you know, I like to do that. Just keep Whitney. Whitney, she's right there. She's on my vision she's, board. She's <laughs> but it's it's a great reminder. I know. You need a deep enough why. And you guys, we believe in you. You can do this. We're we here really for you. Do. George and I are cheering you on. You got this. You got this. All right, George, it's time for our last segment. Guilty as charged. This is where our producer gives us a new guilty as charged question every week. And if we've done it, we have to take a drink and explain ourselves. Explain yourself. Explain yourself, Lindsay. Okay. Have you ever bought something on Amazon? It never ended like it never showed up at your doorstep. Wow. So you asked for a refund and then later it actually did show up. Oh. And you kept it. Dang. Ooh. Wow. No, I don't think that's happened to me. 
you ordered it, never showed up. You're like, what the heck, Amazon? Like, oh, okay, here's your money. And then it showed up like the next day. Or maybe you've thought about it. Because this happens where like they're delayed. A hundred percent. But then it ends up coming back. Like, have you even thought about like, ooh, should like, I went through so much already. Like, should I send this back? Man, no. I can no. tell you with Amazon, though, what makes my heart happy and that has happened is you buy something that's so cheap and you go to return it and they just return you the money and oh, you get and to keep say, the you, item. You don't need to send it back. <laughs> yes. Because it costs them more money to get to it To ship it, I know. And I was like, oh, I love that. That's I want happened. to buy more of those. So I'm almost like strategic Okay, should I give you it. a new question then? Yeah, I mean, it's for sure happened. I couldn't tell I you what it was. I, I did have that happen, though, with a with a pet ramp. I and I went to return it and they were like, Paul, just keep it. You can donate it to an animal shelter. Wait, time out. Where's my whistle? My referee whistle? You bought a what? A pet ramp. So the dogs can get up on the bed. <laughs> and on the couch. Safely. Stop it. Without stop injuring it. their little spines. Stop it. Stop it. I can't. <laughs> I absolutely, I can't. Are you a French bulldog? Then you can't relate. I. You can't speak you to just, this. You just spoke for 40 minutes about luxury living and you have a ramp yes. for your dogs. They're basically handicapped, right? So <laughs> they can't just get up and down on things like normal humans. Oh, she's my. so little. They're so stumpy. They're not. Oh. They're not bred George, for this. George, how much would it take you to get out of bed, lift this little dog? Now that we're talking, honestly. We went from a queen bed to a lower king bed to accommodate our dogs <laughs> so that they could get on and off without hurting themselves. And so they had room to spread out. <laughs> so if you want to talk for real, that's real talk. If you want to talk luxurious living. Anyways, we kept the pet ramp. Okay. So I guess the question is, do you recommend pet ramps? No, no. It was cumbersome. Um... What didn't look good? I think oh, the pet ramp ooh. industry could use an overhaul. Was it kind of like a slide? I legitimately have thought like, I, I should start a like pet that. ramp business because there's so little out there. Like they just look what can you like, like what does this look like exactly? It's a tiny ramp. Sometimes <laughs> like they're stairs. Wooden or like it's plastic. like made of plastic. It has like a grippy top okay. so their little legs can make it up without slipping. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Hmm. And it is a lot of dogs have like, you know. Health issues. I, I also love, can we go back to the original part where you said Amazon said, give this to <laughs> They said, hey, you can keep it. You can donate it to an animal shelter. Amazon, you don't need to return cheers it. to you. <laughs> Way to be good people. They said donate it to someone else who needs yeah. it. I love it. We may have put it for free on our on Facebook Marketplace or oh, something. Oh, you haven't donated it yet. Yeah, I don't, okay. I don't think it's with us anymore. So I think we must have just given it away on Facebook. What color no one, was it? It was like brown. They're always like sad just taupey colors on most <laughs> oh of these God. things. Oh, no. Anyways. This is taking the left. Oh, it's so good, George. Wow. I appreciate well, your— I really appreciate your, too much. your vulnerability and honesty. But you know I love my dogs more than people. You do. You and love— And therefore, I will do anything I know, and I really dogs. do appreciate that. I think the audience is learning that, too. And love it. if you own a designer dog, you know the lengths <laughs> that we go. Me and Lady Gaga, we understand. Two things that you just really have empathy for together. You're like, I get it. I get you. I understand well, you. Well, you told us on an episode you pray for Lindsay Lohan. And so <laughs> let, we can, if we want to start talking about insanity. Okay. We can go anyways. So you guys, don't forget, if you have a fun and guilty as charge question that you want us to answer, make sure to DM us 
Uh, and you can do at Rachel Cruz, at George Camel with a K, and make sure to label it guilty as charged. Label it. So we can see it. Label that DM. Okay, on to the drink. What rating would you give this Jack and Coke? If you knew me, you'd know I love a Jack and Coke. I'm going to go 10 out of 10. I've never seen you drink one, and so therefore I did not know. It was like my, uh, it was my drink for many years. I just love a good Jack and Coke. Wow. I'm going to give it a, I'm going to give it a five out of 10. Really? Yeah. Not First of all, I stopped drinking sodas a while back. Okay. So. Jeez. I drink bubbly drinks that are just carbonated <laughs> waters, but I kind of, I, I got rid of the sodas. I do love a Diet Dr. Pepper though. If you're, you're going to force one on me. Yeah. Take a that A Diet one. Dr. Pepper. This is, is this it, regular Coke though? It it's pretty like sweet. It like a watered down Yeah. Coke. This, this is sweet. I, I like the Diet Coke. Better. But it is pretty affordable because all it takes is literally Coca-Cola and Jack Daniels <laughs> and mix them together, and it costs about two seventy five dollars a glass. If and there's you're a reason they're home. so good and so classic. What's the reason? Because they're so good and oh. so classic. <laughs> well, it's easy, number one. Like We need to put that on a wall somewhere. <laughs> so if you want to make this at home, check out the very detailed recipe in the show notes and let us know on social if you tried it out. Many of you, I'm sure, have had that. It was probably your first drink when you turned 21. And you're like, this is, I don't like alcohol. Well, now you do because you're just drinking Coca-Cola. There you go. <laughs> uh, and feel free to suggest your favorite cocktail or mocktail for our future episodes. Again, you can send us a DM at George Camel with a K or at Rachel Cruz on social. That's right. All right. That's it for this episode. Don't forget to share this with your friends who never feel like they make enough money. Hopefully this will motivate them. That's more about them. With Coach so Rachel. important. That's right. And follow us on social media and make sure to subscribe to this podcast by hitting that follow button. And you'll get new episodes every Thursday. Without fail. That's right. And if a new goal of yours this year is to leave more reviews, we would love one. That's a great easy goal to check off your list. That's right. All right, you guys. Well, we'll see you next Thursday for Smart Smart Money Money Happy Happy Hour. Hour. What the people don't know is you almost broke the glass.